business leaders. Listen up. It's time to eliminate bad attitudes, politics, and distrust on your business teams. It's time to change the culture of your team. That means you as the leader must change. It's time for you to have impact. Learn how from corporate consultant Dave Anderson on Impact Talk Radio. It's a learning hour of no fluff, straight talk with solutions designed to impact high-impact leaders who want to lead high-impact teams. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson with Impact Talk Radio. Well, I just want to welcome everybody here to Impact Talk Radio. Look, have you heard the term inertia? Remember inertia from physics class? See, Isaac Newton Newton published his famous theory on inertia. And if I want to summarize it, basically it states a body at rest tends to stay at rest and a body at motion tends to stay at motion. And for a leader, understanding the theory of inertia is critical to leading a successful team. Now, the first time I met Mr. Isaac Newton was uh, during my senior year in high school. And it was actually in Mr. Berger's uh, physics class the first time. But the second time is when I had a girlfriend and her car wouldn't start. And see, when her car died, I decided to jump out of the car and try to push start it. But that, there was one problem. That car was on, the, on a hill, and I wasn't strong enough to move that giant 1981 Oldsmobile all by myself. So what I did was I found a friend, and with his help, we rolled the car forward until it started. You know, in fact, once it was rolling, he jumped back in the car, and I kept rolling it all by myself. See, once it was rolling, it needed about half as much force to keep it rolling. Now, whether I was taking over a team or trying to, to jumpstart an initiative that had lost momentum, I soon learned that getting things required uh, uh, took a lot more effort up front than it did later on. You know, just like getting that car moving forward, I needed to exert a lot more energy on my team to move them forward if they were beginning from a standstill. And you know what? I get real frustrated sometimes. I'd, be, I'd, I'd almost scream. I'm like, why, don't these, why do I have to work so hard to get these people moving forward? And you know what the answer was? Because they weren't moving forward already. That's why. See, the moral of the story is it takes a lot of effort to start a team moving in the right direction. I'm Dave Anderson, and this is Impact Talk Radio. And here on Impact Talk Radio, we talk with leadership experts like today's guest, Blackhawk helicopter pilot and celebrity speaker Elizabeth McCormick. Elizabeth's been on this show before, and we brought her back. Because on this show and every show, we provide you with the best insights from the best leadership minds out there. <clears throat> and if you want to download this show, go to iTunes. And please, when you go to iTunes, look, be sure to rate the show. Rate us on iTunes because every rating you provide makes sure that the Impact Talk Radio gets a higher profile on iTunes and more people find us. But so if, uh, if you need more effort to get us started in the first place, what about, what about the team that's already moving? Because when things are already moving in the right take direction, it takes a lot less effort to keep them going. The key is not to let that car or that team roll to a halt again. See, if they lost momentum, the amount of force I needed to use to move them forward would always increase dramatically. And as a leader, maintaining momentum once it was established, you know, that takes a lot of diligence, and it, but it takes less effort. It's, got, it's a lot easier than overcoming the inertia of a team at rest. So once a team is headed in the right direction, there are a few keys that I want to share with you to use that inertia to your benefit. First of all, you've got to consistently communicate your goals. Once people are rolling full, moving forward in the right direction, you, you want to keep those goals out in front of them so they know what they're trying to do. 
Secondly, you got to communicate the tactics you need to use to accomplish those goals. Keep telling people, this is what we're doing in order to achieve this. And the third thing is you got to communicate your progress towards this goal. Hey, keep that scoreboard up. Let them know how they're doing, where they need to adjust. Don't just sit there and say, these are the goals and let's hope, hope we make it. We want to communicate the tactics and make sure that they know how they're doing throughout the whole process. See, each of these points requires thoughtful planning and proactive leadership. But each, each time I use them, they help me keep my team from rolling to a stop. A team with momentum tends to maintain that momentum with a lot of planning and just a little bit of effort from the leader. So here's the bottom line. Inertia can be a friend or a foe to a leader. And until a leader exerts enough force to get the team moving forward, the team's going to likely remain where they are. But once a team is moving in the right direction, the leader's job changes. The leader needs to now apply and supply the force that keeps those things, things moving forward. And it requires less effort but more proactive planning. So make sure we push hard up front. Get them moving. Then maintain the momentum through minimal force and consistently applied. Trust me, the proactive planning and leadership needed to maintain the momentum is a lot more fun to apply than the effort needed to get things done, get things moving in the first place. Hey, if you're interested in contacting me, email me at dave at ALSlead.com. If you want to provide me with some feedback on this show or any show or you're looking, looking for somebody to be involved in, in your engagement, uh, in some speaking engagement, please contact me be here. We'll be right back with Elizabeth McCormick to talk about uh, her CAN leadership pillars and, and talk about her experience as a Black Hawk pilot in the United States Army. We'll be right back. This is Impact Talk Radio, a dose of reality, a dose of advice, a dose of impact solutions. Dave Anderson will be right back. Imagine if you could stop reacting and start leading because you lead a low-maintenance team. A low-maintenance team has initiative, integrity, and enthusiasm. A low-maintenance team is fun to lead because they don't bicker, play politics, or wait for you, the leader, to tell them what to do. The Overwhelmed Manager's Guide to a Winning Culture is a step-by-step program that will eliminate bad attitudes, politics, and distrust on a team. The Overwhelmed Manager's Guide to a Winning Culture is a video-based course that provides even the busiest leaders with practical, real-life solutions that can be implemented during the whirlwind and busyness of your daily job. Watch the free introductory videos at OverwhelmedManagersGuide.com and learn more about what the Overwhelmed Manager's Guide to a Winning Culture can do for busy leaders who want to lead low-maintenance teams. Get the free PDF Hiring for Character Interview Guide by going to OverwhelmedManagersGuide.com and downloading the OMG Power Power Pack. Don't wait. Stop reacting and start leading. Visit OverwhelmedManagersGuide.com and start building your low-maintenance team today. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson. 
Well, I'll tell you, I'm I'm real excited to have Elizabeth McCormick back. She's been on this show uh, once before where we talked about uh, how to lead yourself through obstacles. And today we're going to talk about uh, her three pillars of leadership that she learned while she was a Black Hawk pilot in the United States Army. In fact, she was one of the first women to ever accomplish that feat of becoming a Black Hawk pilot. And she's taken that that experience and she's and since she's left the military and she started her own very successful uh, business as being a speaker and not just any speaker. We're talking about keynote celebrity uh, celebrity speaker who goes into organizations and talks to them and, and motivates them and. And she's also a best-selling author. Her book, The Pilot Method, uh, I've got it sitting on my desk right here in front of me right now. And been going through that. And let me tell you, her experiences in the military as a woman pilot in the military and now working with so many different organizations out there to, to include some of the big companies that we've all heard of uh, has really got given her a great perspective on what it is to lead and what's needed out, uh, needed of leaders today. So Elizabeth, thank you again for coming back on our show today. Appreciate you being here, uh, with us on impact talk radio. My pleasure, Dave. So if somebody has not listened to, to the previous show, and I encourage anybody out there to go back to iTunes and find, find our previous show, uh, could you tell tell us again a little bit about your journey from uh, from being at home and not knowing what to do to becoming a Black Hawk pilot in the in the military? Sure. How about the quick thirty thousand foot view? Perfect. <laughs> Unemployed military wife, three uh, five years of college, two and a half degrees. Uh, looked at my starter husband, said if he can do it, I could do it. Decided to join the army. Flight instructor or the. Uh, Recruiter told me no, the flight physical, the flight doctor said, little girl, don't you know this is hard? And the person who issued my testing says, young lady, don't you know this is hard? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I just believed in myself and my abilities more than I believed in anyone else's lack of belief. And uh, found out later that when my packet had gone to the Pentagon, there were only two spots in the nation, and I had gotten one of those two. Mm. I have to tell you, I would not have been so confident through all those situations if I had known that (laughs) and uh, became one of the first 75 women to fly a Black Hawk helicopter and fly a Black Hawk helicopter. So um, lots of had an instructor who tried to fail me because I was a woman, had all kinds of obstacles all the way through the whole um, close to eight years that I served. And that, you know, that is something that uh, we finished up our last show talking about, you know, some of the obstacles that uh, you went through and, the, and some of the obstacles these recent, uh, these recent graduates from the Army Ranger School. We've had now three women graduate from the Army Ranger School uh, here, which was unheard of. And even 10 years ago, people wouldn't think, of, think that that would have happened. And now we've had three different women graduate from there. I was at West Point and uh, in a all male environment basically that was it was all male until 1976 when they they uh, allowed women into West Point and every year since 1980 women have been graduating going into the military but they're all going in and and the women who graduated from Ranger School and you as a as a warrant officer everybody's expected in those situations to lead so when you joined the army and you signed up for flight flight school, what was that first lesson in leadership that you, you that just kind of hit you in the head and you say, "Wow, okay, this is leadership," or maybe this isn't leadership? What's that first thing you remember? 
Well, you know, in the military, it's it's leadership is all attached primarily, or at least at first glance, attached to that rank you wear on your collar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about the rank. So I went into basic training at the highest rank you could go through basic training at. <laughs> so because of my college degree, because yeah. I was going straight to candidate school, they put me in as a as an E4, so the highest you could go through in basic. And so immediately I was put into, I was the platoon guide put in charge of the other 40 women in uh, basic mm. training, which was not fun, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it was really, you know, these 18, 19 year old women that some of them couldn't even do like two push ups. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was from all over the country, all different kinds of backgrounds. And, and so when you're thrust in that position where you have to make, um, you know, there's just definitely a culture that exists, but what everyone else brings is their diversity into that culture and mm-hmm. it makes things different. So I think one of the first things that you learn and, and that you have to step up to is, is how do you, how do you help people adapt into a culture that's unknown to them mm. and how do you make them a cohesive unit? And that's really what, what basic training is all about, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, besides, besides everybody thinks about getting you in shape and getting you in army shape. I mean, it really is. It's about, uh, it's the mental shape. Yeah. Yeah. There are men. I mean, it is really a mind game and an attitude check, uh, in everything. And it's not, there's, I remember there are plenty of people who are physically able to do things that it wasn't the physical part of the part of the job that, that caused their downfall. It was, it was the attitude. It was their ability, their, the way they looked at the obstacles that are in front of them. We talked about that a lot last time, uh, in our show. Um, so, you have these pillars of leadership, C-A-N. It's communicate, aviate, and navigate. Uh, what experiences uh, you know, helped you come up with these three as, as your pillars of leadership? Well, it's really interesting because whether you fly helicopters or airplanes in aviation, you have three basic principles that are drilled in over and over and over again until they're muscle memory for you. And mm-hmm. they're actually resequenced. So in an airplane or helicopter – the first thing, when you're in an emergency, there's these are the three things you do. And the first is aviate, maintain mm-hmm. aircraft control, because you don't want to fixate on a problem and then forget to fly. Yeah. So you have to maintain aircraft control. Uh, you can't assume the autopilot's working. You can't assume that somebody else is doing the, the, the things that they say they're going to doing. You maintain aircraft control. So that's you aviate first. Well, the second thing you do when you're flying is is you navigate. You look out the window and make sure that you're not going to hit a tree, a power line, or another aircraft. <laughs> those are bad. Yeah, you, you're flying in pretty close formation sometimes. In those well, or even if you're, you know, in terrain flight, mm-hmm. you might be in the train. Or even if you're like in, I mean, look at the the um, airplanes that have have flown into mountains. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's all these different scenarios that could happen. So it comes back to that basic training. You're aviating and maintaining your aircraft control first. Then you're going to navigate, make sure you're going in the correct direction. You're not into someone else's airspace. You're not going to hit something else. And then the last thing that you do is you you communicate. You do your mayday call. Mm. Mayday, mayday, mayday. I'm in this position, this heading this direction. You know, here's a situation. You, you're trying to get somewhere safe. 
So it kind of on all circles back, you maintain those three and they all work together. There's not one in isolation of the others. So I started looking in this and, and realizing that it really applies to leadership, but it's resequenced because mm. as a leader, it's not the same as flying. A hel- Although it's similar, it's not the same as flying a helicopter. As a leader, the most important thing that we need to do first is the C, communicate. So we have to communicate. We know we communicate. I mean, everything we do is communication. It's it's verbal. It's nonverbal. I mean, we could do a whole day, and you and I together, day of communication. <laughs> we know how important it is. There's all oh. kinds of assessments. There's all kinds of tools. The important thing with communication is to, and again, relating it back to aviation, is there's no such thing as a quiet pilot. And you are the pilot of your life of your job, of everything that you do, you're the pilot in command. Yeah. And there's no such thing as a quiet pilot. Communication is essential. Well, I, I was going to say, you know, with you and I working with different organizations and, and doing and going inside these businesses and, and learning about these businesses, how often when you when you finish diagnosing the issue, is it a situation where there's a communication communication is right at the crux of these all the problems people are having? I mean, whether you look at a, typically a leadership problem, a implementation problem, a uh, team building problem, I mean, I think communication is underlying underneath a lot of it. People are different communication styles and they're not hearing the other. There's a lack of respect through their communication. Mm. There's so many different issues um, that occur because people just don't see things the same way because we're all different. Yeah. I always tell people, hey, when in doubt, over-communicate because no team has ever failed because of too much communication. <laughs> and uh, that that's what you're saying. I mean, you got to st- communicate, communicate, communicate. So then – so that's how in the business setting communication. But what about the? I'm sure people are going to aviate, navigate. What are we talking about here? I know when I when I do this in my speech and I talk about these three pillars and I'll say, okay, next you need to navigate and navigate, aviate. Hello, uh-huh. aviate. And um, I get these puzzled looks on their faces, like, how is she going to make me aviate? <laughs> right. <laughs> so aviating is all about taking action. Mm. Because here's what happens uh, in the in the airplane or helicopter is is when an emergency occurs and they fixate on that problem instead of flying and they forget to fly. That's when the pilot errors happens. That's when we tunnel vision and we don't see the big picture. So it's more than just taking action. It's taking action in a way that also encompasses the bigger picture and the bigger view of things that your your organization is doing and and what your goals are and your objectives and the vision for the company and what the customers need and and kind of taking that really thoughtful action that's proactive. Yeah, uh, I mean, part of the definition of leadership needs to be the word action because I there I I believe something we have way too many leaders out there that talk a good game but they they don't they don't take action. They don't actually do the things that they they say. And that's, I, I call it passive leadership. Mm, yeah. As in you're just passing it to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's, a, that's a great definition of passively passing it to somebody else. I love that. That's awesome. So they're taking action and then now navigating, I mean, navigating, what? navigating is keeping it's all, see how they all tie together because mm-hmm. navigating is all about keeping that vision 
that mission, that plan of what you want to accomplish, of the objectives and the outcomes, and always moving towards it. And here's the thing with navigating. There's no autopilot. There's no neutrality. You, every communication, every action, aviating that you take, everything you do should drive closer to your goals. Or if it's not driving you closer to your goals, where is it taking you? Away from It's taking you further away. There's no neutrality. Even when you're not moving in a helicopter, you're hovering, you're staying in one spot, you're burning fuel. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, there's an interesting thing. How many, how many people are just hovering? Uh, you know, they may, they may say, well, I'm not, you know, there, there may be no movement whatsoever. And that goes back to uh, the whole idea. I think about that with the communication and the aviating as well, because a lot of people aren't going to move forward unless they hear from the boss. They're waiting for somebody to tell them what to do. And unfortunately, they, when they don't hear anything, they do nothing. Well, and the, and the problem with that, too, is they've got a boss, not a leader. Yeah. Leaders empower the people beneath them to take risks and, and protect them through their mistakes and taking those risks. Mm-hmm. And leaders empower other people to lead better. And, yeah. and really, if, if your people are, are more afraid and are too afraid to take, to take uh, a risk, to take a, make a mistake, to try something new, to take action without your guidance, then you've got a cultural problem that where there's more fear than, than confidence. Yeah, I always like to say, what do you want, a bunch of compliant rule followers or do you want a committed team? Because uh, the difference between compliance and, and commitment is huge as far as what, what a, the impact a leader can have on a team and what, what a team can get accomplished when they're committed versus just compliant. Absolutely. So these three things, they're pillars. They don't, you take away one, the other two don't work. They all yeah. work together. And what's really neat about this is it's, it's can. You can remember, right? You can yeah. be a leader. And if you're a man, you look at a beer can and remember to lead. <laughs> so, you know, women too. Okay, we drink beer too. Or Diet Coke maybe. <laughs> so, you know, but it's really easy. It put it in a simple framework. Because here's what I found with leadership is, is leadership has become this broad, esoteric, kind of like all-inclusive, and ambivalent term where there's no it's it's so difficult to put your hands on and say what do i need to do to be a better leader yeah so if you just focused on these three things if you communicated better took more clear action and you stayed true to your vision your goals or if you're something you really need to do isn't isn't taking you closer to your goals and maybe those goals, that vision of what you're working towards needs to be revised. And it comes back to taking action and communicating it all circles back together. So if you just do these three things more deliberately, more intentionally with more focus, your leadership will get better. You know, if you're listening out there, I want to make sure everybody understands that, uh, we did not communicate uh, that Elizabeth and I did not communicate about uh, those three points that she just said before I uh, did my little opener where I talked about you got to consistently communicate your goals and you got to communicate your tactics that you need to use to accomplish those goals. And then you got to communicate progress towards those goals. I mean, that we just said the same thing in a different way and we haven't sat there and we haven't sat there and worked this out before we got on, uh, got on the radio here together. So there's something, 
something to this that I want you all to really take hold of and listen. And that C-A-N is a simple acronym. And, you know, in the military, we love acronyms. But this is one of, this is one of the best ones I've heard in a long time. C-A-N, communicate, aviate, and navigate. And we, we got just a little under a minute left, uh, Elizabeth, here before, before, we go, before we go to break. And uh, before we do, I want to make sure people hear how they can get in contact with you uh, if they want to bring you in to be uh, the celebrity speaker, keynote speaker, or do something with their organization. Well, I'm, it's really easy to get a hold of me. I on just about everything. I'm pilotspeaker.com. I'm pilotspeaker on Twitter, and it's easy to get a hold of me that way. Fantastic. And hey, if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can check out at Dave Anderson 88 on Twitter. You can also contact me via email, Dave Anderson at, I'm sorry, Dave at ALSLead.com. Dave at ALSLead.com. We'll be right back after, after this message and uh, Elizabeth's going to join us for the last few minutes of our show. We'll be right back. This is Impact Talk Radio. Learn more on Dave Anderson's blog at AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. Stay with us. Back after these. Passionate, dynamic, funny, straightforward, and down-to-earth are all words used to describe Dave Anderson as a speaker and a trainer. You know, people ask me, Dave, why not sales training? And I always say, you know, I could do sales training and I do periodically. I did it for 20 years. But if I help somebody become a better salesperson, it's like helping somebody become a better accountant or a better engineer. Those skills, they stay at work when somebody heads home at night. But if I help them become a better leader at work, they go home, they're a better husband, a better father, a better mother, a better wife, better in their community, better in their ministries. I truly believe that leadership is what this world needs, whether it's at work or in our families. And if I can impact that during my lifetime, I know that I will have fulfilled my purpose before I meet my maker. If you want to book Impact Talk Radio host Dave Anderson as a speaker at your next meeting or convention, or you would like to discuss leadership development training opportunities with Dave, email him directly at dave at alslead.com. That's Dave at ALSLead.com. You can also follow Dave on Twitter at DaveAnderson88 and also on LinkedIn. Watch a video of Dave speaking at AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. Leaders, if you want an engaged audience that walks away inspired and ready, ready to become the leaders they were meant to be, contact Dave Anderson via email at Dave at ALSLead.com. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. No fluff, just straight talk with impact solutions for high-impact leaders. Here's Dave Anderson. 
Hey, you know, I call this impact talk radio because really I'm, I always wonder if I'm not having impact, what am I here for anyways? And that's what drove me to create impact talk radio because I know there's entrepreneurs, small business owners, sales managers, middle managers, frontline managers, maybe even CEOs out there who are saying, you know what? I need a little, uh, I need, I need something else. I need something about leadership that's not, not just going to be some academic, uh, uh, exploration of, uh, leadership theories, but it's something that we can really get down to the nitty gritty and put some meat on the bone and actually give us something that's that we can really use. And I, I've just appreciated having Elizabeth McCormick here today, who is you know one of the earliest women Blackhawk pilots uh, that the U.S. Army that the U.S. Army commissioned, and have her on here today because she's been talking about her three pillars of leadership. Uh, she calls them the CAN uh, CAN pillars of leadership, and that's for communicate, aviate, and navigate. And Elizabeth, I guess what I want to ask you is. Working with businesses now, what do you see is the one part of the CAN philosophy that so many leaders in business miss these days? Oh, well, I think uh, the biggest miss is communication. We've already talked about that and about how. But I think, you know, when you communicate something and you don't do it, you have an integrity issue with the people you work with and your boss and your leaders and the people around you. So it's really important that when you communicate something that you – follow through and that you do take the action behind it. Um, so you don't diminish your personal power and other people's perce- perception of you. Mm. And on the other hand, if you take action and you're not communicating, you create a whole new set of problems and miscommunications. So I really see that those two are the biggest problem. And I think the other, the other one to tie it into the, the acronym is that people aren't clear and don't have clarity on what they're working towards. Mm-hmm. They don't ask enough questions. They don't, uh, spend enough time understanding what what the really the desired results are, and so I think um, you know there's a little bit of everything in there with the communication and then how they take action and then how what they're navigating towards. So ask more questions and be more curious um, to really understand your job, the company's mission, and what you're working towards. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So many uh, companies and, and leaders say they have goals or values or vision, whatever you want to call it, and they and they, they put those out there, but they mention them once, and then all of a sudden – and you, know, you rarely hear about them again, and then all of a sudden they wonder why things aren't being accomplished. And I just remember, you know, the things I remember my dad saying over and over again – well, the reason I remember him saying them is because he said them over and over again, and <laughs> and, and, and and that's it. You know, I, it's if something's important, it's worth repeating. And if you have an important goal, if you have something, a vision or a mission statement or values that you feel are important, you've got to communicate them because if you're not, then like you said, you brought up that word integrity. Well, people, if people hear you say one thing, yeah, you you don't follow through on that, or you don't push anybody else to follow through on it. They question your integrity, and then they they don't know where to navigate towards because you brought it up once. But let's face it, a lot of you out there listening right now probably aren't going to remember what we talked a lot of the things we talked about today, tomorrow when when you're when, uh, at this time tomorrow. So repeat what you if it's important, it's worth repeating. Well, and I think the other piece with that is as as a leader in your organization, whether you're high up in the leadership or you're working your way up into the leadership, you should know, you should be the subject matter expert of your job. You should be the subject matter expert for your industry. You should be the subject matter expert 
for what your objectives, goals, mission, values, what everything is. If nobody else does it, you do it. Mm -hmm. You set the standard. You be the leader that other people say, wow, I wish everybody else got that like you do. Yeah. Yeah. Leaders don't wait around for other people to lead. Leaders (laughs) see. Or to tell you what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's just, that's, and the thing is a lot of people believe, well, you know, I don't have the title, so I, 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 I'm not a leader. And that's, that's not what we're describing here at all. No, it's not positional leadership. I mean, I started off in, in basic training with a, a, a rank on my collar, but people respect you by what you do, not by what your rank or what you say you're going to do. And you can not be in a position of leadership and you can have a whole lot of influence around the people around you and lead from that influence. Well, Elizabeth, we're down to our last 60 seconds here. I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you. Thank you for recording two shows with us. The first one talking where we talked about how do you lead yourself through obstacles. And then today talking about the CAN pillars uh, pillars of leadership, the communicate, the aviate, the navigate pillars of leadership. Want to want to make sure people know about your other resources that are out there. What do you have for them? So if you text SOAR, SOAR, So that's S-O-A-R to 96,000. It will lead you into uh, a text option to receive training videos from me on the three strategies to boost your confidence, your competence, and your belief in yourself and your abilities. And then after that, you'll have the option into a 30 free video challenge where you'll have small mini challenges on a daily basis to lead you better in life. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Elizabeth, for being here. This is Impact Talk Radio, and we I just want to remind you, stop reacting and start leading. Hope you'll join us again for more great gurus talking about leadership and what we can do to make ourselves better leaders. Have a great day.